The other team is our adversary. And we spend lots of time and money getting to know them, getting to know their stats. We want to know their strengths and weaknesses, the types of offenses and defenses that they have, the individual abilities of the players and their specialty plays and how often they run those specialty plays. We scout the other team just to know them better. This is done at the high school level, in college, and the professional levels. We do it to gain an advantage, to win. In the military, we spend a great amount of time getting to know the enemy. What are their troop numbers? The types of weapons systems that they possess? the types of logistics they use to supply the field, how they engage in battle, their tactics. Do they have the bomb? We send out scouts to recon. We watch them with satellites. Look at how well they're trained, how their soldiers and sailors are trained to gain an advantage. As Christians, we need to know our enemies, know Satan and his fallen angels, who are his demonic followers. Who is Satan? He's one of the highest, he he was one of the highest ranking angels in heaven. He was a cherubim the highest ranking of angels, protectors of the holiness of God. They have indescribable beauty, power, and wisdom. I only know of three archangels that are mentioned in the Bible. We have Gabriel, Michael, who is actually the the general of God's angelic army, and then we have Lucifer. In Isaiah chapter 14, verse 12, Lucifer is called son of morning and morning star. His music was beyond comprehension. In Job chapter 38, verse 7, it says, Where were you when the morning stars sang together and all of the angels shouted for joy? All of the angels were there at the creation of the earth. God created the angels. They were part of his creation plan. One of their primary functions is to serve and glorify God. They praised him and obeyed him. Angels also also ministering spirits were sent to serve those who will inherit salvation. We find that in Hebrews chapter 1, verse 14. But angels were created for good. How many angels were there? Hebrews 12, 22 tells us there are innumerable 
numbers of angels. Matthew 26, verse 53, Jesus said he could call on his Father to provide more than 12 legions of angels. There were 6,000 in a Roman legion, so that would be about 72,000 angels. In Revelations 5.11, the Apostle John said, I looked and I heard 10,000 times 10,000 and thousands of thousands encircle the throne. Some say there are as many angels as the stars in the sky. Too numerous to count. How many stars are there? We don't really know. Even with the technology that we have today, there are too many to even count. The point being, there were a huge number of angels in heaven, all beautiful, wise, powerful. Then, for some reason, one-third of them rebelled and were cast out of heaven with Lucifer. Revelations 12, verse 3 and 4 tells us one-third of the angels fell. Why? What caused the rebellion? We aren't sure. Let's read Revelations 12, verses nine or verses seven through nine. It says, "There was a war in heaven. Michael and his angels fought against the dragon, and the dragon, who is Lucifer, and his angels fought back. But he was not strong enough, and they lost their place in heaven." The great dragon was hurled down. The ancient serpent called the devil, or Satan, who leads the whole world astray. He was hurled to the earth with his angels, with his followers, the demons. And this earth is his abode. Ezekiel 28, verse 17 tells us that Satan's <clears throat> that Satan God's chief angel was corrupted by wisdom the wisdom that he possessed Isaiah chapter 14 verses 12 through 14 says have you fallen from heaven o morning star son of the dawn you have been cast down to earth you were once laid low You who once laid low the nations, you said in your heart, and these are five I wills that Satan said. He said, I will descend, he said, I will ascend to heaven. I will raise my throne above the stars of God. I will sit enthroned on the mount of assembly on the utmost heights of the sacred mountain. I will ascend above the tops of the clouds. 
He says, I will make myself like the Most High. So we see here that pride is a big part of what caused Satan to fall. Why did so many angels follow him? One-third of all the angels in heaven? Well, Lucifer, Satan, he's a great deceiver. Satan corrupted them. What happened by the time of Genesis chapter 3? We see Lucifer, Satan, the serpent crawling on his belly, tempting Eve. The battle between God and Satan continues on earth to this day. Satan and his demons are still rebelling against God, still enticing people to sin more than ever because he knows the time is short. Some think of Satan as a cartoon character or a Halloween costume. Don't be deceived. He is real and he's working overtime. The Lord certainly knows that Satan exists. In Matthew chapter 4, we see that the Lord was tempted in the wilderness by Satan. And during Jesus' ministry, he went around casting out demons. He went to the cross to win the final victory over Satan. And he's preparing to set us free. Then Satan and his followers would be cast into what is called the bottomless pit, the lake of fire. This earth is his abode, as I said earlier, and it's important for us as Christians to know who Satan is so we can fight him and resist his temptations. Jesus said in John chapter 10, verse 10, the devil is a thief who comes to kill, steal, and destroy. He is a violent, anti-God being. He is the prince of this world. Luke chapter 11, verse 15 called the Prince of Demons, Beelzebub, Lord of the Flies. To say that you believe in Christ but not the devil makes a mockery of what Jesus did for us on the cross. Jesus went to the cross to conquer Satan and sin. Paul in 2 Corinthians chapter 11 Verse 3 tells us that he is concerned. He's concerned for the people because Satan has the ability to plan and scheme in a very subtle way, tempting us and deceiving us, just like Eve. Look at our world today. People allow themselves to be manipulated by the evil one. 
First Peter chapter five, verse eight says that the devil is like a roaring lion ready to devour us. He's constantly trying to destroy the church and the testimony of Jesus Christ. If he can take the church and twist it around into something that God never intended, he has accomplished part of his purpose. He likes nothing better than to split the church. If members are pulled apart from one another, Satan loves it. He destroys a friendship, drives people apart in the church, breaks up marriages, all undermines our fellowship. Jesus said it to Peter in Matthew chapter 16, verse 23. Get thee behind me, Satan. There, Peter didn't realize he was being a stumbling block to the kingdom of God. We ever in situations where we need to say, get thee behind me, Satan. Remember in 1 John chapter 4, verse 4, John says, greater is he in me than he that is in the world. The closer that we get to the coming of Jesus Christ, the harder men's hearts become. Don't fight the devil alone. You have the gospel, the Holy Spirit, the church, Surround yourself with Christian friends and family. Think of the song, O Victory in Jesus. To me, that's a comforting song. I would sing it for you, but I know you were probably wanting to go home and eat, right? At this time, I'd like to invite anyone who has a need to come forward, and we'll pray for you. Perhaps someone here has never accepted Jesus Christ as their personal Savior. In that case, we ask you to perhaps make that decision today and come forward. We'll stand with you. Let's go ahead and have our closing. Christ alone.